quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. If you want legendary service, if you want sweeter discounts, shop under with insurance, see what it's all about, switch to insurance. Get a quote and save by bundling auto and home with insurance. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the All Things Dave podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the freaks, geeks, losers, goopers, podcasters, and fellow YouTubers. I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. Did you see the episode? Top five sci-fi posters. And hopefully you listened to the first round where we did top five horror posters. Got the returning champion himself, the poster maker. What's up, Neil? You got me again. Uh, unfortunately, people, it's uh it's becoming quite quite a regular regular show now, isn't it? Yeah, you're almost like the dedicated co-host. But I got to be real with you for a minute. Originally, I tried to get Post Malone on the show, but he wasn't available. You know, I was going to do posters, Post Malone. Didn't work out that way. So uh, they, they let me know you were available and I got you. Uh, yeah, I'd quite like to have heard that pitch he did to his agent, actually. Yeah, well, you know, I'll send it to you. But uh, nonetheless, this is going to be exciting because I was having a conversation with Julie about this the other day when I was telling her about the top five horror posters. It was one of those things where, ironically, some of the horror posters were, in fact, some of my favorite horror movies. And it's such an interesting conversation, Neil, because this is kind of like a battle when I'm looking at this list, because you find yourself saying this is going to be easy and you make a list based on maybe sci-fi movies you love. But some of the movies you love really have crappy posters. It's true. It's sad, but true. And some movies that aren't that great have really great posters. And you have to remind yourself this is a poster list. So I don't know if you face that, but I found myself between a rock and a hard place really having to leave some key movies off this list just because the poster really didn't wow me. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a phase sort of in the late 70s, early 80s, where they just took a screenshot of the film and stuck a, logo, <laughs> and stuck a title on it. I mean, um, but I mean, looking behind you now, I mean, you, you're, you're a man that has um, a taste for the classic era, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did not hold back on their um, their posters, did they? They they were very. They they really went above and beyond a lot of them. So um, they 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 show the eighties what they should have been doing really. But um, and, and, you look at some of these posters of, of these classic movies, Neil, and I can't help but wonder if the budget for the movie was the same as the budget for the poster. Uh, in my experience, no. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> um, 
but well th- th- there is a there, there is a, a, an unwritten rule i believe when i was speaking to somebody once it made kind of made me chuckle i kind of hope it is true um that when you're negotiating um artwork to work on um a, a production you should be asking them what their entire marketing budget is and you should be charging 10 percent of their entire marketing budget which is how I know a certain people that got paid seventy, eighty thousand dollars from Costa Coffee uh, for, for creating five glasses because you know uh, you need some. I think you need some cojones to to, to 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 negotiate with somebody like Costa or Starbucks or somewhere you know or um, some of the big film companies because it's kind of universal come and say hey do you want to do something. I'm not going to start arguing at them and say, no, I want more money. Say, yeah, of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you want from me? <laughs> Neil would pay to make your poster. No, not really. But now nah, maybe, um, may I tell you one day, if I just have that kind of money where I can get a poster made, like, oh, yeah, I'll dish out the 80 grand. Let's get it made. I'll be living pretty good, don't you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's worse days if you get a gig like that. No, so. <laughs> Yeah, got to do a few more of these podcast episodes and maybe we'll get there. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into this thing, man, because I know this is going to be a lot of fun, especially for all our fans out there uh, who like sci-fi, because there might be some pretty interesting titles that pop up. You be the judge, but uh, you're the guest, man. You go first. Do you have an honorable mention? Um, I have two, if I may. Um, you might. Well, basically, I, th- I, I had to put one in because, you, you, you know, I am a massive John Alvin fanboy and I'm not having – I'm not having a list of posters without mentioning John Alvin, but he didn't make the top five. Um, but but I would like to give an honorable mention to a film poster that uh, it was a it, oh God, when it, early 80s, 1985. This came from, and it, uh, I remember going to see it at cinemas, and the poster just kind of obsessed me with the kind of the tone of it, which is 1985's Cocoon. Mm. Okay. Very, you know, very sort of, you know, the, the, the again the same like we've talked about before about the uh, arachnophobia poster. You kind of got this lovely illustration in the background of um, of kind of a pier, but you've just got the the, the sea in the in the foreground with the, the kind of glow, um, which just tantalised me as a as a what would I be ninety five eight I think yeah um, and. It's just a, it's a beautiful poster. It's simple, it gets the tone of the film across, um, and, but it, it leaves enough to the imagination that, that you're kind of, I really want to see this film. Well, man, I've never seen this movie. I, I've been aware of it, and I know it had a sequel, I believe. I think yeah, it had two I know. sequels. I, okay, but. I'm looking at the poster right now, and this is a gorgeous poster. A lot of blue. Could totally tell where you're coming from. I see the moon back there. Uh, Got the silhouette palm trees by the pier. The little beach house there is lit up through the window. Uh, Almost like some uh, J.J. Abrams lens flare action in the water. What's going on in the water? I'll probably never find out, but I love the tagline. You know, it's (laughs) it's everything you dreamed of. It's nothing you expect. I'm sold right there. Yeah, you. you uh, I, I. I can't believe you haven't. Yeah, you know, this is this is kind of like a. Well, I mean, I've also never seen the Monster Squad. 
yeah, we'll keep going. I've, well, I've also I'm, never seen Indiana Jones. I mean, <laughs> I'll lose well, all my d- listeners right fucking now. Yeah, uh, um, you're losing me to be, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the, well, this was this was around the time where you know my 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 mum would, I believe I went to see this under duress because I was kind of um, you know when when you're seven or eight years old you get told what you're going to go and see at the theatre um and this was my mum wanted to see it uh it just happened as we were kind of walking in you see this poster it's just this this might be all right actually but it, it came from that era where you had things like flight the navigator and it was that kind of you know batteries not included and it was that that whole kind of um disney-esque family feel i mean as we found out yesterday you 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 haven't seen terror terror either but um hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, only I, I, there's me on my high horse. The first time I ever saw it was yesterday. So, I'm, <laughs> but at least mm-hmm. I've seen it. Um, so Thanks yeah, no, we'll, 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 we'll skip on that one. Um, yeah, um, and um, if I can do my, join me to do my second honourable mention now. Let's go ahead or, and knock it out. Go for it. Yeah. Um, the, the second one I'm gonna I'm gonna do purely because of what it stood for, more than uh, kind of what it what it looked like um this was the first movie poster that was essentially designed to sell merchandise um and it is of course the most famous logo which is uh jurassic park um Mm. the entire concept for that logo and poster was to be able to stick it on merchandise and it started a whole kind of uh, the new way of, of, of of kind of marketing films and it kind of you're never gonna, you know, it's a logo you'll never forget. It's it's so iconic that you don't need anything else on a poster. It's um, it's it just says everything, and it's, they've never got rid of it since. So you know, even up to Jurassic World, it's still just that, just slightly altered. It's it's just so synonymous with with that series of films. Um, I mean, I know it was um, it was designed uh, by Chip Kidd, who's a fantastic logo artist, but it was the marketing executive at Universal, um, Tom Martin, who literally just said he, he finished it off and wanted to tweak it to make it work on merchandise. So essentially it was designed by a marketing executive at, at Universal. Um, and I know they had, um, I think they had like a 150 page document with all these different kind of logos and, and um styles on they were going to go for for the poster and um it basically came down to that and this was the most sellable but it i I just i'm just obsessed with with that poster even though there's literally nothing to it but a a black uh a black color and the red and yellow jurassic park logo stuck on it right i can't tell you how many times i'll drive down the road and i'll see somebody have that poster but in the shape of a circle because it's essentially like wrapped around their jeep spare tire yeah yeah again yeah i mean it was um putting anything in a circle just instantly makes it more usable for, for so many more things <laughs> i see it's a tyrannosaurus rex is behind you look at that it sold you <laughs> he turned around it's not really there i'm just <laughs> i was just thinking i don't think i own it. <laughs> <laughs> time to get on ebay or amazon but uh all right man good stuff way to kick us off definitely movies that 
people had heard of and almost everybody had seen, right? You, you got Cocoon, which is definitely an under-the-radar movie for me, and the Jurassic Park, which is a timeless movie. Um, I'm going to come at you with one honorable mention, and it's a really cool poster because I love the color scheme, and it does have some slight effect about how I feel about the movie. I do really like the movie. It's a sci-fi movie that I – wasn't so sure if I liked it or not. I was just kind of like, that was weird. And then I watched it again, and I really loved it. And then when I go back now and look at the movie poster, it kind of brings out those emotions I had the last time I watched it where I kind of fell in love with it. And it's going to be crazy that I bring up a movie like this, but it's going to kind of match your shirt. My honorable mention, in a sense, <laughs> it matches your shirt, is from that franchise that you love so much. But it's uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi poster which I love because of the use of the red and black in the poster. And it's got Ray on the cover and she's reaching up into the sky and it, it kind of looks like she has a lightsaber. It's got that very Tron effect going on where there's a, a shade of blue illuminating going up to the poster and it fades to red because the dark side, right? And we have half a Luke's face and um, half a Kylo Ren's face. And it just, I don't know, man. It just kind of sets the tone that there's like some bad shit going on in this movie, but I want to be a part of it. So it uh, didn't make my top five because some of these others are just the movie and the poster both mean a lot where this poster is like I wouldn't mind having it, though. I have nothing to say on The Last Jedi um, <laughs> as a film, <laughs> as a film. Uh, I know what you mean about the poster. It, it is actually considered by most um by most kind of people in the know as one of the best Star Wars posters. Um, okay. So, you know, you, 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 you're, you know, you're right there. Um, and I know what you mean. I mean, this was kind of, uh, when this was coming out, it was, it, it, it worked in a way because it teased that Luke was not going to be quite the good guy. Um, there was those rumors. There was always those rumors that he was either Kylo, he was Kylo Ren or he was going to be. If I just I haven't spoiled this for anybody, have I? If you haven't seen the Last Jedi yet, then that's on you. It's been long enough. Um, I agree. Just but yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of it, it teased as much as it kind of harked back to the the you know the late seventies, early eighty posters. But it, it was just kind of modernized, and I mean, like we've discussed before i mean i have my issues with the agency that works for disney um because they do everything and i'm sick of them um they, <laughs> they don't give they don't give they don't give no love to your old pal neil so uh, you know i'm i'm working on it <laughs> but you can't keep talking bad about them <laughs> they're not gonna hire you that's yep that's a good point i'll yep. shut up all right well that's my honorable mention i really like the poster i think it uh is kick ass and so i'm ready to go into top five with you starting us out what is your number five i am gonna bend the rules ever so slightly because i know when we did the when we did the horror one we were kind of you know sort of u.s release um uh, Mm -hmm. but I am, as you can hear, not American. Um, so I'm going to go with the UK quad version of a poster, which there, there was several versions of this poster that came out in uh, at the time. Um, but I just absolutely adore the, the, the British quad, which is the um, landscape. If you don't know what a British quad is, it's, uh, it's the landscape version. Um, but okay. it's, 
it's from your era, from your classic era. It's from 1958. Uh, it is The Fly. I'm looking it up to see what you're talking about. But just so you know, I never said U.S. only. If you remember, <laughs> I even had a German poster on my horror one. I just oh, said I'm they sure. had to be like – you were on the damn episode. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't All even right. know what I did this morning, alone, alone three weeks ago. Okay, fair enough. Um, so it's basically, Describe it to me. Okay, so it's basically, you're going to find about eight different ones, but it's basically kind of yep. got this sort of dark blue background with a kind of pinkish, purplish glow yep. in the middle, and then a massive spider on the right-hand side, uh, obviously with the fly written um, in your classic 1950s font. And then a fly with the human head uh, kind of looking up at the spider. And then your, your classic 1950s screaming woman lying, lying helpless on the floor because she's she's no good to anyone. That's um, her role. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just got the lovely tagline. Was like, the fly with the head of a man and the man with the head of a fly. So, <laughs> you, yeah, you, <laughs> you, yeah they, they don't write them like that anymore. Um, and obviously this is the you know the classic um, original version of the fly with our head of some uh, Patricia Owens, Vincent Price, Herbert Marshall. Um, it's it's just again I mean like I was saying you know the the, the posters behind you the, the those classic 1950s 1960s films they just they went all out and these beautiful illustrations and you know just really you know I, I can imagine this sort of poster would you know terrify people in the 50s just with their kind yeah. of <laughs> you know show a bit of ankle and you were you were you know the, an r-rated film um i mean this is always just for adults only in a big in big letters on the side um but it's just fantastic um and there's a sort of color scheme that that i'm kind of obsessed with now i use a lot of purple and like dark pink and yeah, it, it really just, works. It uh, it kind of it pops, if you will. Yeah, the word that all artists hate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it pop. again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good choice. And then the name drop of Vincent Price. You know, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything with uh, with old Vinny in is um, is always going to be a winner with you. I'm sure you've seen this That's one. That's right. <laughs> I got it. The show. Yeah. Um, okay. And actually, just going to let listeners know, if you are big on Vincent Price or you need to know a little bit more about Vincent Price, stay tuned because every May I celebrate Vincent Price's birthday. I bring on Brian from Terrible Terror Podcast, and we always uh, cover a Vincent Price movie and talk about it and share our love for Vincent Price. And I will be also uploading an interview that Brian and I did with Victoria, his daughter. So stay tuned for that. It's good stuff. Thanks for setting me up, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a complete accident, folks. That, that was not scripted in any way. As he drinks out of a mug that says "the boss," you ain't the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five is also not a United States version. So in your face, Neil. <laughs> These were not rules, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be the 1968 German poster done by Bruno Rehack of planet of the apes now i love planet of the apes and i thought i would go through and find a planet of the apes poster but i didn't want something that looked like the vhs cover because it always felt like a giveaway in the movie 
And so as I started going, I said, I should look at international posters. And my God, man, I found this international poster. It's amazing. And so it's got the black background because it's outer space and it shows, you know, a few different planets. They kind of look like moons because they're just solid white. But the one that's up close and personal, it almost looks like you're peering through a telescope. And what you see is our main characters, uh, George and Nova, on their knees in their shrouds but they're in like dog chains and then we have the apes behind them and whether you've seen this movie or not you you get the title planet of the apes you see the picture and you it makes a statement right i mean it sets up the idea of what the movie is going to be about and it makes you really want to know more and when i look at this it just gives me old school vibes yeah i've got i've got it up now it's um it's it's kind of this kind of again it's that beautiful illustrate illustration that, that like the, the sort of fly one where it's kind of as, as it's, it's that kind of art style that i was just obsessed with growing up because i spent a lot of time with my grandparents and they never threw anything out so they had all the kind of old annuals and comic books and um um sort of um, imagery from from that they kept from my parents uh for my dad and, and and my uncle so um to be able to um that's pretty much all i had to read so it kind of it just it harks back to that kind of old um that old school illustrative style that was just all i had to read basically back then so um i used to have a lot of them sort of uh uh, books for boys i think they were sort of you know some of the, some of the 1960s <laughs> the yeah well it's kind of um but back when um gender roles were a lot less complicated than they are now it was basically you would have like um sort of this massive illustrated book it was like uh, you know um the book of boy scouts and it would just be all illustrated like like this poster is and it's just kind of i just, sure. just you know I would, I would read these things and i sort of love the art style and this this is um, a prime example of that kind of um a thing and i like the way that they've not they've not filled the 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 planet space they've kind of ghosted it in yeah just to, right there's still a like a halo going around yeah uh, and i mean it's kind of got you know you've got your the uh, your, oh, the monkey buildings whatever you want to call them the the huts that they live in the huts um, yeah. you've even got the is that that's the river in the dock that blows up isn't it, it and, is. and, yeah yep. um so it's Charles got, charlton heston mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean you kind of for a second you kind of think what's going on there it's sort of <laughs> that's right <laughs> maybe i do want to see this movie after all <laughs> it totally says that bestiality is cool what okay yeah. well i mean it is a german film <laughs> oh sorry vice okay <laughs> well, i'm glad you approve find your uh local bookstore pick up books for boys and you'll find your planet of the apes german poster from 1968 i wouldn't recommend going in and asking for that but uh, <laughs> do, do you have any books for boys uh, that's a sure surefire way to uh, get your collar felt so move us along okay um i am gonna go german as well um hey <laughs> let's have some bratwurst <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, don't ask. That, 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 I'm hungry. Um, oh. 
But I, I, I'm going to go with a, a post that was originally done as as a kind of it was it was done as a an advert essentially in in a German newspaper, but has gone on to become I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time the most expensive film poster ever sold, which oh, <coughs> oh which is 1927's uh, uh, Metropolis. Yep. Which you, you you know which one I'm talking about without even um, this gorgeous kind of gold um, almost, almost just looks like like kind of gold foil effect with your kind of humanoid uh, cyborg and your Art Deco kind of buildings and and um, it very much kind of screams the German expressionist movement that was going on at the time and with all the Art Deco um, design. Um, it's just it's, it's just gobsmackingly gorgeous and it's not overly detailed it's just beautifully sketched and kind of um almost looks like it's sort of been done in charcoal kind of um yeah. and i believe it went for a hell of a lot of money when it got sold as it should man uh, old school silent films and as you look at the poster everybody's gonna recognize it because i have seen several like tattoos of this exact poster because the way that you you said it, it looks like it's done with um, chalk outline and everything it's the shading that is mesmerizing because it, it just paints a a beautiful picture and i'm traditionally not a big fan of gold but it just kind of screams that septia tone that a lot of the 20s movies did have and so just for that alone i mean i'm sold on it. i think it's an awesome poster it's not on my list but it's funny because i had a feeling it might be on yours just because it is a beautiful poster yeah i mean i i've got a feeling it was done in gold purely for printing purposes in the in the, in the newspapers but it it fits the, the film perfectly um just in every aesthetic, it's just gorgeous. And if I see a newspaper that color, that's called piss stain. <laughs> well, all, all newspapers look like that after about five years, though. <laughs> that's a uh, that's somebody who has a copy of Superman one, and they've been smoking for seventy five years, <laughs> which means it's great. Awesome. You know, I got a story. I actually, uh, let's see here. This is two thousand twenty two. About seven years ago, I went down to Dallas and I watched a I watched this movie essentially on a big screen. They had it down in downtown and they had a live orchestra playing mm. the soundtrack along with the film. And that was my first time seeing the movie. So in a sense, my first time seeing it was kind of on the big screen. But, uh, man, I didn't know just how visually stunning this movie was going to be and just when i look at the poster it kind of takes me back to watching that movie and uh i do prefer the original not the queen version just saying (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome man all right so my number four is a united states poster from 1968 i'm sticking with the same year i just noticed my number five and number four were both in 1968 but this poster is done by bob mccall and it's for one of the most like epic sci-fi movies of all time, especially if you're into LSD, and that's 2001 A Space Odyssey. And the reason that um, – again, this is something where it's like I'm not talking about the traditional DVD or VHS cover. We've all seen 
different versions where it has the man walking down the tunnel. I'm not talking about that. We've seen the one where it shows the giant like space station outside. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about a poster that literally shows our cast on the moon. And the reason that I chose this one is I love the way at the top of the poster it says, you know, an epic drama of adventure and exploration. But in small print, if you read it, it says, you know, man's colony on the moon. A whole new generation has been born and is living here a quarter million miles from Earth. And I don't know. There's something about the artwork of this poster really selling the idea that we've been to the moon because I'm always quick to argue the fact that no, we haven't because if we've been to the moon, like why haven't we been back? But that's another conversation. But when I see this poster, I'm like, damn, I guess it is possible because it it just sells it, man. The the poster is beautiful. Stare at. I actually I want a print of this. But um, were you able to find it and see what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. It, it's it's absolutely fantastic post. I mean, it's um, again, this could have been the cover for books for boys. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of <laughs> uh, sort of was it four yeah. astronauts, two two of which seem to be looking at some sort of um, some sort of manual or map. Uh, whilst I stood in the foreground, and um, the, the spaceship taken off from a from a base. Uh, in the background but again it's, it's very atmospheric of kind of you can see the earth in the background yeah. uh, just i mean especially in the 60s with they that obsession with space um and the kind of the illustrations of space were 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 so prevalent i mean robert mccall is the the artist behind it he, he's done quite a few i mean he did juggernaut um he did the illustration for torah 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 if you've ever seen that film mm um he did you know he did um ice station zebra um oh man he did a handful of big ones i I said his name was bob that's because he and i are friends i call him bob (laughs) yeah he also did three different versions i think he did the one of the space station on 2001 as well um the art's similar i'd believe it yeah but yeah this, this this post is fantastic i mean it's just kind of um I like the black background and then the letters and numbers of the movie are in that bold yellow. Something about yellow and black or some people out there going black and yellow, black and yellow. They know what I'm talking about. It just, man, it, it screams at you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same with my obsession with black and red. It's kind of um, but this kind, this kind of poster is so of its time. It's kind of it would be so. It's so. I mean, I've seen people do it where they they've taken yeah. like modern day films and, and done it in this style. I've but been it, fooled by that actually. Yeah, it just looks so out of place, but yet kind of fantastical. Well, I like I like stream a movie and I'll see the artwork and it looks like this and I'm like this looks amazing and I'll click on the details button and it'll say like 2011. I'm like there's no freaking way, you know. But when you look at this poster, to me. And I mean this in a positive light. It also screams like Saturday morning cartoon vibes. And that just works for me. Yeah, I mean, there's also the kind of it essentially shows nothing of the film. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not a fan of spoilers, Neil. So there you go. You certainly don't. I mean, it sounds it looks it sounds to me. It looks to me like uh, a series of these were done when the film was barely being spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind you of know think what it's, like. it's going to be in space. It's going to be, you know, on the moon. There's going to be, you know, astronauts. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a man reading a map 
and the spaceship. There you go. Job done. Uh, <laughs> All the key elements are there. And there's multi. If you zoom in, there's multiple spaceships taking off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Um, but it just looks cool. And it. What's really crazy is if you if you zoom in to the surface of the moon that they're on, you can start to follow the craters, and it's it almost makes designs like like you're looking at something more than what it is yeah um Some hieroglyphics there man yeah i think there's a lot of hidden subtext in in um in this post of it's sort of this almost sort of city like you know is it a city yeah. is it is it uh is it just rock is it stuff written in there it's um again it's kind of the more you look at it the more kind of mesmerized you get by it it's it's Again, great. It definitely fantastic. belongs in a frame hanging in my apartment, but finding the place for it would be the hard part. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, there's a little, there's a tiny little space behind your head. No, what's, have you got? Well, see, and here's the kicker. I would want this in a big, like 27 by 40. That's the only way this is, this needs to be displayed. Uh, you could you put it on a flag and put it above apartment or? Mm, above my bed there'll be yeah. a different kind of odyssey in there mm-hmm. <laughs> all right uh, let's uh let's trend to our top three man kick us off what you got for your number three you know what i am gonna go with a film Don't change that I it think... on me no 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 this is set in stone because of the the time that it came out and the time i saw it pretty much kind of changed it was the year that kind of made me go I want to work in film because of this epic release and kind of um, just visually stunning um, atmospheric artwork, um, which is Independence Day. Oh, yeah, there's a modern movie. Yeah, I mean, it's I just remember the time, that whole time when it came out, it was just they teased it it was one of, again it was one of those kind of first films where they just they slowly teased the film and kind of you got up into a bit of a frenzy i mean i've, I've still got the art book somewhere i think i bought it in 1997 or 1998 or something um and it's it's just such a uh, iconic poster of of, of the, the spaceship filling two-thirds of the uh yeah. the poster with hovering over it's uh oh, show me american geography is that the empire state building is over i think it is um no it's not because the empire state building's on the left so we're just on the left yeah this is just a that'd be the crisis building. building it'd be the crisis <laughs> you know more know. about america than i do well, i've been on top of both so i, I should know <laughs> there you go I, I get around um but it's just this it's it's um it's that gorgeous well, come to texas of, <laughs> yet yet okay. I haven't got Texas yet um, it's just that gorgeous orange and gold colour and just kind of aesthetically just yeah because it's Independence Day it's the dawn of kind of that day and you kind of got the sun coming up and um, that whole this film is what changed my life in terms of that's it that's what I want to do um, you know, because the, the, the special effects were fantastic. It, most of it was done um, practical. There was very little CGI done in that film. It was almost all practical using sort of those old school models. And Well, that's why it still holds up, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, you know, <laughs> practical never ages. Um, it's a 
It's a very fun written movie. I um, It's funny you say you saw this and it made you realize that you wanted to be in film. Were you like, I want to give speeches like Bill Pullman? <laughs> uh, no, it was more, it was more, A, I had the, I had the hots for the, the girl in it. Um, okay. Lisa, of course, Lisa, I don't know, I follow her on Instagram. She's, she's, um, the actress that's with David, his ex. No, the, the young, oh God, I'm going to sound like a right pervert. I was young as well at the time. Don't forget the, the young girl. Oh, the daughter. Yeah. Uh, Randy Quaid's daughter in it. Yeah. Okay, that's the only like girl that I remember in the movie. Yeah, I, so. I, 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 I was, I, you know, I wasn't like. Well, oh, this is '96, man. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. It makes me sad. We wouldn't be friends now. if you were weird. Trust me. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, this poster is really cool because I like the way you talk about that orange light. We're back again with that gold. It's got a very amber color to it, and it's set in. It's like it. It does for me what something like. Um, an eclipse would do, you know, when something blocks out the moon. Well, this here is like blocking the sun and it's causing this new kind of sunrise. But like you said, it's like the dawn yet of a new day. I, I really like what they did with the title. I know it didn't have much to do with the poster, but like Independence Day, being that that's supposed to be a celebration holiday for the United States, whatever, you know, this, this, and this. But yet now it's the world reuniting, needing their independence from the aliens that are taking over. I'm like, mm. that's pretty clever. There, there's a way to make a 4th of July movie right there. But uh, yeah, man, it's funny. I was talking to Julie about what five movies I was going to pick, and she pitched this one to me, and I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. Well, I honestly think when you because I've got Metropolis up and Independence Day up and I'm flicking between the two and there's certainly a nod to Metropolis in this, just kind of the, the the buildings and the way the kind of angles are. It's there's a it really does come across. I think again maybe that's why it just tickles my my fantasy as they say. It just kind of it it, it just works for me on on a lot of levels. Um, my only issue I've I have with independence. I also love the film, but the only issue I ever had with that film is after everything that happens right at the end, when they're about to go into battle and Randy Quaid mentions about getting abducted by aliens, they all look at him like he's still crazy. And you're like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're literally about to go and fight fucking aliens. And you're looking at him like he's, Oh, here he like goes. He wasn't his, abducted. His alien stories again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Really? They can't handle the Quaid. America can't handle the Quaid. That's why he lived. Oh, actually, does he? Does he? Did he go to Russia? Do we know if he's okay? Do we know if he's okay? Have they sent him in? I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about Randy Quaid if he went to Russia. Uh, He's probably holed up with um, um, Stephen Seagal and um, Nick. Is it Nick? Did Nick Nolte go? Or was it the other guy? I I don't know why you know so much (laughs) about this, but I'm not going to judge you. I don't know anything about Russia. <laughs> okay. Um, so kicking off my top three, it's funny. I didn't realize it until right now. I'm looking at it. It almost has three in the title. It's the amazing, simplistic, uh-huh, for you, poster of one of the coolest sci-fi movies out there, and that is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Dude, I know we talk about how good red and black go together, but blue and black go together, okay? Just looking at this. It shows the roadway, and it's kind of drifting off into 
the furthest point of view where the hills are a silhouette and you see like a, a little beam of blue and white light over the horizon and it says you know uh the close encounter of the first kind is the sighting of a ufo the close encounter of a second kind is physical evidence and then we're like oh shit title of the movie close encounter of the third kind contact and just i don't know man it, it may be the star trek lover in me uh it definitely is the sci-fi lover in me but i just see all the stars up there and then the luminous light but it doesn't really show us much which seems to be a common theme of some of my things here but uh, it definitely makes me wish I was walking down that road and stepping into that horizon to see what exactly the aliens look like. I think that anybody who sees this poster who likes sci-fi wants to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, again, it's a poster that kind of screams of the age that it kind of came out in that kind of it's not it's not even I don't think it's even an illustration. It looks like it's kind of a. Um, sort of just got a, like a sort of grungy effect on it hasn't it it's kind of a um speckled kind of uh, oh, just trying to think of the word for it just kind of well, um, i'll tell you i tried this is the only poster of mine on my list that i couldn't find who did it, it uh, on, my, on the web no on the website i uh go to it doesn't say either i mean personally i'm i'm have you ever seen the 40th anniversary version that is kind of um the post is kind of on it yeah it's kind of based that on one's this actually that one's hanging up here oh God. yeah see that's my jam <laughs> but, okay but this is more neil not always not always <laughs> mm. um but yeah i know exactly what you mean i mean uh, uh, around that that kind of this is what i loved about things back then they they would not spoil stuff for you they like, uh. Well, unless, you know, like Robocop. If this movie it, came out today, just, there'd be a picture of the alien on the yeah, poster. Yeah, and a big arrow saying, this is what the alien looks like. Um, <laughs> you know, but but back then it was just, it's just teases. Again, it's just to draw you in. It's kind of, uh, you know. And, but it, it makes sense, too. It's not too bizarre because in the film there are, uh, like, crucial moments on the roadway like this. So it's not too yeah. far-fetched to go, this was a great idea. Also, I quite like the way they didn't even um, they haven't even hinted about the mountain. True. It's, I'm kind of surprised, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, just kind of nothing. It's it's it very ambiguous, and I mean, it, it leads you to kind of what type of film is this going to be? Is it is it going to be documentary style? Is it going to be a full on horror flick? Is it going to be a you know more drama based? Um, well, I'm just surprised that they didn't have like Steven Spielberg's names in giant letters like Steven Spielberg presents. You know, they save that for later for all the reissues. But I think that it makes it quaint, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, this is before I think this is before Steven Spielberg got up himself. But um, <laughs> hey, he already put Jaws, didn't he? So he was already a name. Uh, he was, but I mean, yeah, don't start. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who was talking about Ready Player One and it basically my you might my feeling on ready player one was it was just like watching steven spielberg masturbate slowly for 90 minutes that's that's kind of what that film felt like to me but um this is this is obviously before all that um but it's kind of again it's got a lot of yellow on it i know there's this pattern appearing in a lot of these choices um, sort of red uh, for horror red for horror yellow for sci-fi seems to be the 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 go-to colors something there yeah. There is, 
I'm gonna have to stop. This using would also more. be a cool poster if it had some sort of like black light effect. It would be simplistic oh, enough to not be yeah. nauseating. Yeah, just to have it like in the dark space in your room, and it's just kind of damn. <laughs> oh, also, I bet it made a fantastic T-shirt. Almost like an album cover, isn't it? It's kind of yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of Pink Floyd going on. I'm just tripping here. I, I, I might I might have to look up to you and get a t-shirt of this one. Um, um, it's growing on me, Dave. <laughs> That's good. If I can do nothing but recommend things to you, I'm good. <laughs> uh, right, uh, right. I we're at number two now, aren't we? Um, we okay. are. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with a film series that you've already mentioned, uh, which would be a Star Wars film, um, but not. A Drew Struzan, because because I'm gonna go with my favourite ever Star Wars poster, which was Roger Castell's uh, Empire Strikes Back poster, which is just uh, incredible. I mean, it's a completely different style to to Drew Struzan um, and like John Alvin's and things. It's kind of more more kind of rugged and and kind of um, oil painted it's kind of it's it, it did what nobody else did for empire strikes back just stick the tauntaun front center um it didn't you know it, you've kind of darth vader's pretty much hidden um cloud city's kind of hidden you haven't got the 8080s you, you it's just kind of uh you can see boba fett really small in there they, they it's just very um a, a lot's going on without huge amounts of detail and it's kind of it it just i just absolutely love it, it just this kind of i, I mean uh, uh, speaking as a as an artist that has how do i say this i'm not the tidiest of people <laughs> so artworks like this <laughs> it's kind of what i aspire to because it's almost like you can just kind of slap Play it together yeah, yeah and it kind of if that's your style, it kind of works. It kind of, it just, everything almost looks like it's got like a streak across it. It's kind of like, like he's just dragged just, you know, um, the paintbrush up. Um, it's almost got that kind of, you could almost see it as the, oh, what was the Star Trek film that had the three beams? Um, was oh, that, that was three? Motion Picture motion and picture. Beyond. Yeah. It's got, almost got that kind of feel but, but kind of icy it's kind of um, yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of that blue purple again yeah um and a bit of orange and heat in there just to offset it but it's it's just a fantastic and we, uh, roger castell most famously did uh jaws he's, uh, he's the guy that painted the, the the jaws poster so um i think the only two things he did i mean what a legacy oh, jaws wow. and the empire yeah. strikes back uh, you're ahead <laughs> yeah I mean, where'd you go I mean, you know, you've done I mean, two of the most iconic films of the of the, of the time. So, um, I mean, it's also, you know, probably widely considered the best Star Wars film. Um, personally, it's up there. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to go into a Star Wars thing because I'll, I'll upset somebody, I'm sure. So, but, <laughs> That's OK. Uh, People are made to be upset. Hmm. I got, but, I got to be honest with you. I'm finding so many Empire Strikes Back posters. I'm going to have a hard time locking down the specific one you're talking about because there's some that are slightly altered. I'm like, which one is your version? The, the I mean, but basically everybody had a go at it. Uh, Drew Struzan did sure. it. John Alvin did it. Um, 
uh, Roger Castell did it. Uh, there was another the the actual official one that went out was was not this one. Um, right. It's, it's but it's it's an official poster, but not the official poster. Um, and I will send it to you afterwards. But it's kind of um, okay. It's it's just gorgeous. It's just kind of um, I know there's these slight variations of it, but if you can find the one that's got a torn torn front center and kind of Han and Luke doing the kissy thing over it's kind of on the right hand side of it. Um, well, if you type in um, uh, Roger, Roger, uh, Roger Castell Empire Strikes Back, it should come up. Okay, that's what I'm going to do right now to make sure I'm not talking about the wrong one. Who is it? Roger Castell. Uh, K-A-S-T-E-L. Uh-huh. All right, bringing it up now. Okay. Oh, they're trying to sell it to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this is – yeah, I was looking at one of these here. Got it. You know, and, and to show the kind of Star Wars person I am, I mean – um, listeners, I haven't gotten into a big discussion. I talked to Randy about this before. All Star Wars is fine with me. I like it all. The Disney trilogy, the sequel trilogy, was kind of my preferred trilogy, but that's okay. I I understand that it's like one of the least favorite ones. Uh, but you kept describing this poster to me. Now, this creature on the front, what, what is it called? Like, the Tauntaun. See, you kept saying that, and I had no fucking clue what you were talking about. Like, you you were reassuring me that'd be the one because I just had to look for it, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I feel – I'm a truckie. I'm sorry. But, uh, okay, the good news is I do see the poster. I was right about the color scheme. It is a cool poster. And uh, and, and now I you know what for me, is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do like the Vader kind of in the, in the night sky. That looks really neat. So – yeah, I mean, again, they, they, it's it's not. You can get an original that. for like two thousand. Yeah, I mean, again, it's playing on that kind of uh, the, the the thing they do now, where they would have made him front center, most obvious, you know. Whereas, you know, back yeah. then it was oh, just get him in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, even Boba <laughs> Fett is, is 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 basically hidden. Um, he's tiny. They wouldn't do that now. No, they would just make a new series about it. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready for my number two? Yeah, hit me. All right, I'm going international again, but this time I'm going to talk about a 1972 Spanish poster of Silent Running. Okay, so I'll be honest, like the Silent Running DVD cover is not that great. Um, The traditional poster I like, but it wasn't really contender for top five for me. But if you look for a poster done by uh, Masario Gomez, that's M-A-C. A-R-I-O, Macario, Masario Gomez. It is phenomenal because it, it it takes parts of the other poster and it changes the sizes of some things, but it gives us a like up front, close, and personal side view of Bruce Dern in the bottom right corner. And he's kind of looking over his shoulder. He's got the USA flag on his arm. But then you see kind of that biodome in the sky. And then behind that, you see Saturn. And you're thinking, what the hell is going on? And uh, if, you know, anybody that has any interest in silent running at all, I hope that when they see this poster, it intrigues them more so. Because kind of like your cocoon poster, if you look close in the biodome, you see silhouettes of trees and you understand that it's a habitat, but it's a habitat in space. And I think that sets forward in motion uh, a lot of what this movie's about. So it's a cool poster. Yeah, I just I just found it. It's um, 
I see what you mean. I mean, it's, it's again, it's that kind of almost that similar style to what we just looked at. It's that kind of sort of rugged artwork style um, kind of well, they put all the, the the sort of the, the 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 if it's the same one you're looking at, but they put the all the info and the title in the gap between him and yep. the the dome. Um, you've got the spaceships and Saturn and and yeah, I mean it works really really well. It does, and again, it's just one of the movies. There are a few movies that I can name that didn't have the most impress. It doesn't have a bad original poster, but this is one where I felt like the Spanish poster, and then some other. Um, what would I say? I, I don't know. I hate to say fan-made posters, but just you know, someone else who made posters, but they weren't used for the promotion of the film, have gone above and beyond, you know. And that, and that can be saying, you know, 1972, you get one chance. This is the poster, and since then, you know, everybody can make more posters. But when I look at this one, it really just makes me want to watch the movie again. I'm like, this was a cool damn movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, bit of yellow in there. So uh, yeah, def- well, def- you know, ye- yellow and orange really is the sci-fi color, isn't it? <laughs> just wait till my next poster. <laughs> yeah, you wait till my next poster. <laughs> okay, well, I'm ready. Let's hear it. What is Neil's number one sci-fi movie poster? Um, well, this the yellow is aw- submarine. No, this is awkward though because it's actually the American original silent running poster. <laughs> <laughs> the one you were just, the one you were just. You know, the one you would just slag it off. <laughs> well, throw it back at me. Let me hear why you love this poster. I mean, again, it's, it's it's a similar like it's a similar concept to the one the the the, the Spanish one. It's got the dome and the the spaceships and Saturn, but you've yep. you know, as opposed to having uh, Brewster looking over his shoulder, he's you've got the you know that kind of iconic robot and the, the 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 light shining down with the plant growing you've got a rabbit in the um and it kind of it's almost like so so that's what's taking place inside the dome but you've still got an outside shot in the background right. of the dome so you, it's kind of for me personally it ties it in a bit more um I can now I'm coming from that sort of old school where you would if I'd done if I'd done that Spanish version at um college for example i would have been told but he looks like he's in space and he would have i would have uh, there would have been this whole thing whereas they if i'd done the you know the american version it would have been perfect (laughs) it's kind of um, (laughs) in your opinion but it's it's just a you know um again it screams that kind of sci-fi era um that early 70s um 1972, wasn't it? Um, and this was yep. uh, George Akimoto, um, who did a lot of. Uh, he was an artist. Seems to do a lot of the kind of black exploitation films of the of the 60s and okay. 70s. He did a lot of those sure. those artworks. He also did um, one of the films I was obsessed with growing up, which was Airport 1975. Um, I used to love. I used to absolutely love uh, an airport disaster movie they used to show them every friday over here for some reason i did you just settle down like a cup of cocoa get into bed watch an airport disaster film why, why, why yeah. not um run of the mill <laughs> easy to watch we've never been on a plane because you're already seven years old but you know right. it's um um but anyway back to the the, the, <laughs> the film in hand 
Um, and I am right in thinking you did do this on your podcast, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is when oh, Julie, yeah. uh, Evan and I did. And you, this is when it was yeah. podcast from another world. And so, mm. as mentioned before, uh, one of my best friends, Evan, who introduced me to many classic sci-fi movies, uh, he told me I should check this movie out because of other movies I had enjoyed. Uh, this again, this is weird because this is one of the like the youngest I'd ever seen Bruce Dern. You usually see him in his much older phase, and so it's like that guy looks familiar. Like, oh shit, he's 20 years younger. That's why. But uh, it's a great movie. I, I love the soundtrack. I might be one out of five million <laughs> that love the soundtrack. A little Joan Bias goes a long way. But um, yeah, man. Again, I don't want to sound like someone who's taking it back or anything. This is not a bad poster. <laughs> I do like this poster. I just like the other one more. No, no, this is just the whole point. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people sc- are probably scoffing at the thought of Independence Day being in my top five. But it's, it's you know, I try and kind of, I like varying styles of things. And I'm kind of, um, you know, you, when you've got things like Independence Day, which is very kind of model focused, and then you've got the illustrated ones like these and, um I don't. Know, I just. Uh, I just like the way this one kind of ties ties in with the green and the blue and the the that kind of that old school border that, that I see a few people are trying to bring back now. That kind of really thick kind of off white. Yep. Um, sort of border, and then you've got all your, your your text information and stuff in there. It's kind of. Oh, I don't. Know, I, I get this is one that I could see on my wall. So. Um, I, I, I might have to get one just to spite you. About a t-shirt. <laughs> Again, yeah, t-shirt. Um, I shall, I shall get that along with my Close Encounters one, and uh, I will be um, quite the, quite the big man on campus, <laughs> wandering around with these. All right. So my number one poster. What if I told you? Not only does it have yellow, but it also has red and orange and pink and purple and green and blue and violet. Pretty much the Roy G. Biv, the whole light spectrum, because um, not only is my top number one favorite sci-fi movie poster, well, my number one, uh, but it's actually my favorite movie poster in general. And I've told you this and I've had you make me a version of this. It should be no surprise. Uh, we're talking Star Trek, the motion picture, Mr. Bob Peak. I mean, yeah, Kirk, Aaliyah, Spock, all their faces in the spectrum of light. You have the Enterprise shooting off under Aaliyah. You have the, the all bold letters with the, the S dragon to the left and the K dragon to the right. Uh, Star Trek, and then underneath the motion picture, there is no comparison, you know. And then uh, some prints have another version in the corner where it says the human adventure is just beginning. And I've seen other versions of this poster that kind of throw me because you'll, you'll look at it at a second glance where in the original version, you have Kirk on the left, Ilea in the middle, and Spock on the right. And ever since they did like the director's cut, they kind of like revised the poster and they put Spock on the left and Kirk on the right. And I'm like, there's something not normal about this poster. And it was, you know, they switched the faces. But if you can get a good print, you got to be careful. Like this poster, everybody knows it, right? Like you described it already earlier, and I was just biting my tongue. But uh, if you don't get a good quality of this one, then the pink and the red and everything, Kirk's face is very difficult to see. But if you get a really good HD print of this, a, a, a true-to-life version, um, then everybody bleeds through perfectly. And – I could be a sucker just because of how much I love the movie that the poster just makes me happy. But brother, in my living room, I got my TV mounted on the wall and then I got two posters 
you know, across from each other, parallel, both 24 by 36. You got Casablanca on the left and Star Trek The Motion Picture on the right, two of my favorite movies, perhaps two movies competing for the number one spot of which one is actually my number one favorite. But when it comes to, you know, favorite sci-fi poster, this one just engulfs me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was certainly under consideration for me as well because this was the um, – they did a re-release of this at cinemas over here um, in the 80s, and I, I went to see it. Um, and I, I I didn't put it in my list purely because I was under no doubt that it was going to appear in yours. So it would have been a guaranteed crossover. So I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to avoid all Star Trek because it's going to mm. be in there. One of them's going to be in there, and it'll be. So do you know how hard it was to not do a top five Star Trek posters? <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and also what you're saying about the colouring. Uh, when I made that version for you for the podcast, I know exactly how hard it is to try and keep to get a face to appear in that red. Yeah, it sucked. It really sucked trying to get that to work. Um, uh, it, it's it's again, it's kind of it it somehow screams Star Trek without being too Star Trek. Right. It kind of. Yeah. You know, it's, it it's, makes uh, the Star Trek nerds happy, but it also gets the attention of people who maybe don't normally watch Star Trek. Just wonder what that is. It's also a similar star field to the uh, Close Encounters one. But, <laughs> hmm, um, but it's kind of, again, it's that kind of, if you look at the way that the poster's made up. So, I mean, if you, there's that certain angle thing. So I think if you find a lot of the ones that we've looked at, have got this kind of, so I mean, if you if you lined up, say, the Metropolis poster, the Close Encounters poster, so you've got this straight down section, and then you've got where the Star Trek yeah. motion picture is coming out. That's like where the road would be in that Close Encounters one. And then you, the same with Tron. You look at the sort of classic Tron, the uh-huh. new newer Tron poster. Exactly the same thing. There's certainly a, um, and in fact, the the, the, uh, the award I won, <laughs> you know, not to pick myself up, but the award I won for a poster followed this kind of structure. So I think, I think there's something in that. Um, I mean, just looking at a lot of those we looked at, I mean, even Independence Day, you could almost say it's got the same, the, the, the Manhattan skylines going up and then you've got this sort of straight right. up. Um, there's something there, to be said. Yeah. And it's I, not until you actually study these things that you find those patterns and realize, I mean, you, I preach into the choir here, but somebody who doesn't, design posters you know you if you were to start with a blueprint through a lot of the ones that we've mentioned we've seen the similar blueprint of like okay i start here and the poster goes this way yeah well i mean i've um i've kind of when i've spoken to to people you know up and coming um you know people they're just starting out and they want they ask for some advice and it's i've always kind of focus on your composition because composition can hide so many sins you can actually when i first started my actual artworking skill was i don't think was that good at all but i've spent so many years putting compositions and stuff together that it kind of covered it it hides your faults if you can have a decent composition because that's what you see first because because, like you were saying when spock and kirk switched it just doesn't work just doesn't work there's something you know visually if you can get something um that doesn't uh kind of um trigger you in a bad way 
you know, you, you kind of there's two responses if you're flicking through something, it's either I like it or I don't. Um and again yeah. a good composition and did this kind of style of composition, you know, you then add in the full spectrum of colour. So I mean there's the you can't dislike the colour because it's it's <laughs> it's the full spectrum of colour, so you're gonna see what you like in it as well. So right. um it's kind of like the perfect um it's definitely the Sci-fi perfect stuff. Yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's number one. You're number one. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? We did a um two top five lists and we covered at least one Star Wars and one Star Trek. We essentially did get two Star Wars ones, but at least everybody across the platform can be happy and vote for something. Who had the better list? Let us know. With that being said, Neil, let's talk about where people can find you. Um, they need some work done. They want to buy some prints, or they just want to continue the conversation. Where can they hit you up? You, you can find me in the Twitterverse at NeilFraser78 or on Instagram at, um, at NeilFraserGraphics. Trying to remember. Um, also go to my website, which is NeilFraserGraphics.com, uh, and that has links to everything um all my socials and uh my shop and i'm constantly trying to update stuff to get on there um so yeah just um come along say hi um and uh yeah let's catch up yeah let's do it and i can't let you go without telling the world you know last time you were on here you were rocking some pajamas you know uh but this time I gotta say, you were you were dressed to impress, but I'm staring at this shirt here because I can't read it exactly. Uh, Neil's rocking a Star Wars T-shirt. Is this a Return of the Jedi or is this a New Hope? What is this? Because that's not English, my man. No, that's a Japanese. Um, I believe that is Empire Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> what I did say, of course. <laughs> uh, it was actually a present. Uh, one of my old job, I did some extra work while the. One of the directors was out in America, so she brought me back this from uh, L.A. So Nice. Good mm. shirt. It was mm. a good shirt. And it was on your list. How about that? Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, thank you so much for coming That's on right, the show. It's always a pleasure, mate. And I, um, I'm i sure I'll speak to you again in about two weeks for, um, for, for top, top five romantic comedies, maybe. That's what I have written down. <laughs> up another episode of the all things dave podcast top five sci-fi posters what'd you guys think any of your favorite posters on there do you have any of them in your mom's basement where you still live or in your bedroom and you're married but your wife's like take that shit down and you're like nah star wars or star trek forever hey if your lady's as cool as my lady you can have all that shit in your room And we even got a basement because we live in Texas. (laughs) But seriously, thank you guys for checking out the episode. Got to be real with you, though. I know the audio wasn't the best. I'm really sorry. My main recorder failed me. I had to default to the Skype recorder. And uh, I would rather do that than not put an episode out at all. So I hope you guys were still entertained. And if you just wait a couple days, there'll be another episode out. Just in case this wasn't your cup of tea, I got more tea broiling. It goes... When it's done, 
That's a key kettle, if you could tell. Key kettle? No, a tea kettle. Wow, have another fucking monster, Dave. Surely you can learn how to speak. <laughs> I better get off here before I keep fucking this thing up. Thank you guys for checking it out. Hit me up on Twitter, at Dave underscore Phantom. I'd love to uh, see if you have any suggestions for the show, any requests, or if you just want to shoot the shit and talk movies, I'm all about it. Uh, I got a Facebook page for the podcast, All Things Dave Podcast. It looks like it's doing pretty good. I was looking at the stats the other day. People were checking it out, and I just think that's really cool. So if you get a chance, go throw it a like, post some pictures. Uh, Again, if you have any of these posters, that'd be cool. Post pictures of those posters. Post posters. I'll be damned. And hey, maybe one day I'll get Post Malone on the show because we're both from the DF dub. Yeah, probably not, but I'm going to stick with it because I'm a rock star. (laughs) Thanks again, guys, and uh, take some time and watch some movies. I'm going to get another monster. It's the greatest story in sports. Star dropping straight back. Hit as he throws. Has the ball. And it's a touchdown. I'm Doug Russell, and this is Tales from 1265, an insider's look at football's most storied franchise, a franchise that has had its dynasties. This is the first Super Bowl trophy, and uh, it's something Green Bay can keep. We're going to have a, a new trophy each year. And its rebirths. Every major football decision will be made by Ron Wolf. I realize I'm a Green Bay Packer now, and Maybe I can prove that I am worth the first-round pick next year, but just got to be patient. But I was really impressed with the coaching staff, with the whole organization, and with the direction the team is going. I think they, they have a total commitment to winning. Tales from 1265 is presented by Nicolay Law, your local award-winning injury lawyers. If you've been injured, get Nicolay, Wisconsin's winning team of lawyers that will get you back in the game. Tales from 1265 is a production of iHeartRadio Podcasts and is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you.